today on The Central Moment. During the COVID pandemic, Psalm 91 became an important one to so many of us. It was often quoted, commented on, and preached on. Ironically, it was also distorted by Satan to tempt Jesus. Still, it remains a source of both realism and hope. Here's Dr. Jim Bradford with more on The Central Moment. Welcome to Central Moments. It's great to be with you. As we continue through the second half of the book of Psalms in the Old Testament, we come today to Psalm 91. Now, uh, when the COVID epidemic hit, uh, the 91st Psalm was probably the one Psalm I heard referred to the most. It was often quoted, it was often commented on and preached on even by myself. And it was uh, also, interestingly enough, one of the Psalms that Satan distorted when he was tempting Jesus in his wilderness experience, fasting and praying for 40 days. So it's a fascinating psalm. It begins this way. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. So the word shelter and shadow set us up to understand that Psalm 91 is going to be talking about God's capacity to protect us. And I will say, verse 2, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And then he's going to use both a maternal metaphor and a military metaphor um, all within one, one verse. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. So uh, during an epidemic, we were thinking about pestilences. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. There's the maternal picture of his protection. Like, um, <clears throat> like a bird covering the young under his wings. You will find refuge. And then, and then a military metaphor. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. Ramparts were were built up areas around a space, like a city, uh, in order to help protect it. And uh, and so, so like um, like a shield and like a rampart, he's our protector. Like a bird covering her young. Like like a city being protected with shields and ramparts. This this is God being our protector. So verse five, you will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day. So there's no fear when we really live in the conscious awareness of God's protection. Nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague, like COVID, that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, and 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near to you. This is typical of Hebrew poetry. Uh, two, even three, uh, uh, six, even seven, like we find sometimes in the Proverbs. Here it says uh, a thousand, even ten thousand. I mean, they won't pull you down. They won't even come near you. And here he's not dealing necessarily with the problem of evil in our world. He's not even dealing with the reality of our vulnerability. But he is saying that God is perfectly able to protect you, to protect you. This is a description of the capacity of God. So he goes on in verse 9 to say, if you say the Lord is my refuge, if you truly declare that with faith, and you make the Most High your dwelling, if you truly do trust the Lord to protect you, 
No harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. Why? For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. And they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And immediately we want to protest. We want to say, well, you know what? I've had, I've been in car accidents one, once, once in a while. I've, I've, I, I've gotten sick once in a while. I mean, I mean, it, that doesn't seem to be my experience that nothing will ever overtake or no disaster ever touch our tent. No harm will ever come to us in, in any way for his angels are watching over us. Well, the, the point is not, is not God saying, I, I guarantee that bad things will never happen to you. Um, I, I believe probably the Apostle Paul quoted this psalm where, when he was languishing in a prison after he had beaten, been beaten half to death. And yet he knew that somehow he was always in the hand of God. And this is where Satan took it to distort it in the temptation of Jesus. Uh, remember, Satan quoted verses 11 and 12. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you in your ways. They will lift up their hands so that you not strike against your foot. Satan was tempting him to just test God. Throw yourself off this pinnacle of this temple because that's what God's word says. Nothing will happen to you. And Jesus responds in saying, uh, no, do not test the Lord. And so we understand this to be promise of protection, but we don't take this, these verses and these promises, and hold God to them like a threat. Like, if you're God, then you've got you've to never let anything bad happen to me. The fact is, bad things do happen to us, but no matter what happens to us, we're still in the hand of God. For verse 14, because he loves me, the Lord says, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. And even Jesus, who was crucified in that horrible kind of way of dying, he could say amen to that. No matter what happens to us, we're in his hands. Let it be, and thank God for that. Thank you.